This week, I'm recommending the outstanding novel, What's Mine and Yours by Naima Coster. The book centers on an integration initiative that brings together schools across a district in North Carolina and two families that get swept up in the changes along the way. What's Mine and Yours brilliantly addresses race, identity, gender roles, and intergenerational trauma, and the lifelong effects these issues have on a group of richly crafted characters. Coster's narrative is deeply affecting and illuminates the parts of American life that we've grown comfortable ignoring. I would strongly recommend that you all go out to your local bookstores and pick up a copy of What's Mine and Yours today. Previously on Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. What a what a what if what if there was like some woke Bernie bro who like goes to Hogwarts and he's like, the criminal justice system in this country needs reform. Bernie McMillan comes in with his Bernie Ber- bro T-shirt. Bernie McMillan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Isn't that Adam what he throws, throws to Bucky in the movie? To Bucky and Barnes. Bu- the Bucky Barnes. That's- <laughs> The Winter Soldier. <laughs> Can I say this? Polecats is a great name of a strip club. Oh, you know there has to be. There right? has to be a strip club. That's so that. good. And there's it's like no a little ferret. It's like a sexy no. ferret on the sign. No, I don't think it's a ferret. No. Oh. I think it's Mimi Marquez. Allie, can you say can you say your version one time, please? Circa Dagen. At Ari, can you say yours? Circa Duggan. And mine is Sir Cadigan. <laughs> are, are you doing that to be funny? No, oh. I've never said his name like that, but I'm going to because it's for the bit. Okay. And we will I will do it till yeah, the day the this bit. podcast ends. Great. We must stand Sybil Trelawney. We have no choice but to stand. They're just like don't they don't fuck all with like fluff their feathers and like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the chicken dance. You want to try it again? <laughs> Welcome to Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Welcome back to another week of Welcome back everybody. The third book. Welcome back. Welcome back everyone. It's so <laughs> annoying. I have said welcome back Next time. since we started doing this podcast and only recently were you like, "Why do you say that?" In the intro, it says, welcome back to another episode of Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. So then when I start talking, I always say welcome back because I don't know how to start it otherwise. Yeah, maybe that's why. I don't know. It's I've, just the one time you said it, you were like, welcome back. And I was like, from what? <laughs> Where? <laughs> like, I just was like, from Okay. I would but feel I crazy being like, this that. week we read chapter seven as soon as we started. <laughs> Just like the minute the minute it begins. This week, yeah, you like go right into it. This week we read chapter seven called The Boggart in the Wardrobe. Allie, what happens in this chapter? The students fight a boggart in the wardrobe. Mm, beautiful. Neville Perfect. conquers his fear. One of them. His big one. Let's dive in. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Adam, you didn't say anything. <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. You didn't Let's say go. anything. <laughs> Chapter seven. The bugger in the wardrobe. Okay. Um uh, <laughs> let's get to that, it. <laughs> that was um me doing Chloe Leachman doing Britney Spears. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Perfect. Very good. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. So um the chapter starts out and they're in potions class and Draco Malfoy once again putting on a performance, entering with pizzazz late, making a grand entrance into potions class. Um, we love him for this. And he's just, you know, like, oh, I'm so I'm so injured and I, I need you to help me. Um, and so, you know, Ron has to cut up his roots for him. And then Snape says, Potter, you can skin Malfoy's shrivel fig. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> Tell me, tell me you didn't read that and you were like, oh, oh, oh. I did not read it that way. I read it. I read it and I was annoyed that there was something called a shrivel fig that I was like, fine. Okay. Well, you can pretend like it didn't sound like a euphemism to you. Last week, we skipped the joke I was going to make because you were so passionate about Sybil's declaration about her inner eye that I was going to be like, girl, half the captions I read on gay Twitter Twitter are about Bottom's inner eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got to make it today. And there now I got go. to make it. I didn't want to interrupt her big kerfuffle over the inner eye. <laughs> the big kerfuffle. Um, I did. I did not like the word shrivel fig. And I remember thinking... <laughs> that that kind of reminded me of a foreskin but <laughs> that was all i thought about we that it ended there we all deeply need jesus this has been nope. uh magical anatomy with ari thank you for tuning in <laughs> <laughs> somewhere some creepy man is has clipped Ari saying the word foreskin and is masturbating oh, to it. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> if you are the man that has done that, I will find you and I will kill you. Great. What if he's into that? This went so much farther than I Allie do, intended I give you it my to permission. go. <laughs> you do not have my consent to use that. Listen, I don't make <sighs> these jokes. And, you know, blind to the fact that they could go anywhere. Did I expect it to go where it did? No. But did I expect (laughs) it to go somewhere? Yes. You have to include the beginning where she read that out and she was like. (laughs) (laughs) I think think the whole previously on for the next episode is just this entire clip right here. It's like not a cut in sight. It's just the whole thing. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, God. Great. Um, so Malfoy is just goading Harry and Ron um, about Hagrid and him getting fired and how influential his dad is. And then Severus Snape comes along and I've said it once and I will say it every day until the day I die. Snape is Snape 
and fuck Snape. Ugh. He is truly one Cannot of be said enough. the cruelest characters. He is a garbage person who deserves literal misery. It, as we continue through this series, I I just am constantly in awe of people who are like, Snape is a hero. Because I'm like, he's not a good person. Like, genuinely, if you no. read the books, you have to acknowledge the fact that he is a bad human being. Yeah. Truly terrible. Like, mm-hmm. to... To call out a student in front of the class in this way and to, like, say, what do I have to do to make you understand? And then to have another student, Hermione, offer to do your job for you, which is correctly teach him how to do what the lesson, and to then criticize and scold that student in front of the entire class. You're not creating a learning environment. You are Sue Sylvester. I'm going to create an environment that is so toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah we need <laughs> that to replace is, that, that, that meme with Snape's head. That is literally him. That's all. That's uh, There's nothing else that you need to know about him. His classroom is a disaster zone. It's awful. And then to make matters worse, he's about to go torture an animal. Mm-hmm. If he were... People get arrested for this, okay? He was going to poison a toad. That's crazy. The pet. The pet of a 13-year-old. Yeah. He would be... He would be and should be arrested. Yeah, yeah. This is someone that deserves to be an Azkaban, people. Okay? Okay. it is truly crazy. Okay, the other thing too that you I have to like remind myself about is like Neville's backstory is potentially more tragic than Harry's. Like depending on yeah. how you want to see it. Not that we're doing like tra- tragedy Olympics yeah, we're not over comparing, here. But yeah, like no. But mm-hmm. but there is no animosity as far as anyone who has read these books is aware that Snape would have toward the Longbottom family. It's understand, quote unquote, it's understandable why he hates Harry, blah, blah, blah James, whatever. But like the uh, vitriol that he gives Neville is like decidedly evil. And it's, uh, there's no, there's no reasoning for it. And I just have to remind everyone that he's doing all of this nonsense for a woman that did not want to be with him. Mm -hmm. Correct. It's the romanticized Severus Lily thing is so gross. It's just so nasty. And again, Snape was totally fine following Lord Voldemort. Right. Mm-hmm. Until to, this one girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally one person. Everything else, totally cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't Murdering, have a problem with anything else. Torturing. Everything else, mm-hmm. super chill to Severus Snape. But mm-hmm. the murder of a, a girl who once spoke to him. A girl that he wanted to wet his dick with. Did not even care about her. I'm just saying, you can take that out. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. He did not 
care about her. He did not listen to her. He did not respect her wishes. He he it was his, his own gross like masculine desire for her. It, it's gr- it's gross. It's not cute. They weren't in love, guys. Like I'm saying this to the people that are like <gasps> always Lillian Severus five ever like no. No. Retire this. Yeah, let let it die. It's gross. It's not okay. It dies with J.K. Rowling because, again, she unfortunately passed away in May of 20, 2020. <laughs> she never got to say yeah. the, the horrible thing she said. So, and that also died with her. And then Seamus just pokes his head in and is like, hey, did you hear Sirius was spotted? And it says that he sounds... Or he looks excited. Why would you be excited that a mass murderer has been spotted near your place of education? <laughs> What's going on with these children? Like, Seamus, Seamus is like an adrenaline junkie. He's just like, what? this is a, hey. This, here's, I was confused why they were reading the Daily Prophet during potions class. I was like, are we, <laughs> what, we have nothing better to do. <laughs> because at first i was like oh are they already at lunch and then i was like no we're still in class we're still waiting to test this poison on this toad we don't know what's gonna happen very strange malfoy's like potter i'm surprised you haven't gone after him after what he did i if it had been me i would have you know thrown caution to the wind and gotten revenge for myself and harry's like what are you talking about and malfoy's like you don't know (laughs) I'm still so confused and we'll talk about this more when like the big reveal happens, but I'm still so confused why people like you're telling me that Malfoy's parents also think that Sirius was a Death Eater. That was my yeah, that was my note. I was like Lucius Malfoy thinks that Sirius Black was a Death Eater. They really just don't think this is weird? Unless they have lied to their son. Which... But, why, but like, why, why would he do that? I don't think that they would. I just... It, it again, it doesn't track for me yeah. that so many people would think it was serious and not know about Wormtail. It doesn't track for yeah. me. The only thing I can think, and this is me now creating it, a universe that does not actually exist is that Bellatrix, like the blacks are such a big family and Sirius was such a blemish on the family that like they all were fine with him being put in Azkaban, even if it was like under false pretenses, they're fine with him getting the punishment because he wasn't does that make does that make sense what i'm saying like they would be fine to not tell people the truth because they feel like it it's his just desserts for trying to be a goody two-shoes or whatever they would like say does that make sense i was thinking that that voldemort literally would hid so much from even like lucius malfoy and bellatrix that they were like oh sure I believe that he had this double agent working for him this whole time, but like 
wouldn't deign to disclose that information to us. That was it. The when I had that thought of like he's really telling Draco this, like I just it 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 makes more sense to me that they believe that Voldemort was like actively hiding information from them versus them just being like, yeah, he he went to he went to Azkaban for something that Peter Pettigrew actually did because there's no way that they even think like Pettigrew was involved or Pettigrew was a person. Makes no sense. I don't know. Whatever. Um, and so then Snape's like, everybody gather around. We're going to murder this toad. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He's truly demonic. So yeah. Hermione, Hermione has helped Neville. She has done what Snape is supposed to be doing as a teacher. Yeah. She helps Neville. The, the potion works as it should. And then Snape, who is truly demonic, takes points away from Gryffindor because Hermione helped Neville fix his potion so that he wouldn't inadvertently kill his pet. Just add this to the list of the things that Snape has done that like there isn't it doesn't matter if he actually did end up being a good guy. Like actually was a good guy in the end. Cuz this just this ain't it, girl. Like <laughs> it's awful. This is a pet that Neville loves so much that he carries him around on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not in his pocket. I'm sorry. On his head. <laughs> okay. Under his um, little hat to keep him warm. His little, his little hat. So they're leaving potions class and then um, and they're talking to Hermione and then they turn and Hermione's not there. And they're like, what? She was just here. And then she suddenly appears again. And they're like, how did you? What is go? Where were you? Why did you? Do you kind of feel like the most stressful part of the time turner would be having to keep it a secret? I feel like that would to me would honestly be. Like, not on top of having to get to all of your classes, do the homework and the tests and everything, I feel like keeping that a secret from my two best friends and having to, like, essentially gaslight them for the entire year, I feel like would be the worst part of it. I, I'm so sad for Hermione. I wouldn't be able to do it. I would, like, to Minerva, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I won't tell anyone. And then as soon as I saw you guys, I'd be like, guess what? I know. I know. And <laughs> Don't tell anyone, but I have to tell you something. <laughs> and, yeah, and like I said in the in the last episode, like, it totally tracks with Hermione's character that if McGonagall was like, don't tell them, that she wouldn't. Like, I, I'm not – Sure. I just – I feel bad for her that she, that she has to carry this with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I I was so sad that she was so hungry. Because in her in her body, <laughs> it's been like she it's been like 5 hours since she well the wait, this is the morning. So it's been for her potentially like an extra 2 2 hours. So, I don't know. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, no, it adds but, two hours onto the because the potions class was two hours. But pack a cliff bar. <laughs> <laughs> what did she eat for breakfast? She should have really loaded up on those eggs and potatoes. No, Joe would have. Joe would have to have the best breakfast. Like Joe, Joe would have had her eat a beautiful spread. 
Joe would have had her eat a Luna bar because Luna bars are for famously women. For women, sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's it's like when, you know, when you're out with someone and they're like, I'm cold. And it's like, well, why didn't you plan ahead and bring a jacket? I don't feel bad for you. I'm just kidding because I'm the person that's cold. <laughs> that wasn't quite the conversation. The conversation was, I'm cold. And Adam was like, you're wearing a dress. <laughs> you are wearing a dress. Southern California I'm is a really desert. fun to be around. <laughs> It does get very what? cold at night. Adam, why didn't you tell me that when I got dressed for the morning? Adam is sitting in silence. Because he Sweet needs get back to the book. So it's time for defense against the dark arts class. Yeah, let's go. And we're back to shabby Lupin. <laughs> why, do- why does she do this to him? It's so weird. It's so weird. I felt I I rolled my eyes really hard, but I also felt bad for him. Because I know I, was I like, always make a sad face when she's saying it. You made him this way. Is it because yeah. she doesn't know how to write a character that isn't like a character? Friedrich. Meaning <laughs> keep going. Meaning she like Every character in this book series, literally apart from Harry, has like a defining personality trait. Um, Whereas with Lupin, he's kind of just like a generally good guy. Like there's no, there's nothing specific that we know about him so far. Obviously he's a werewolf, but like we don't know that at this point. So the only thing she can comment on is like how shabby he is because like even with McGonagall will be like her severe withering look or like Albus's kooky persona whereas like her white nostrils flared yeah I was gonna say her her lips were the thinnest line he'd ever seen but it's no excuse so yeah Lupin is like all right class we have a practical lesson today follow me down the hall will you and everyone's like a buzz because they're like oh this has never happened before except for the one time that crazy guy set fair uh pixies loose on us so they're going down the hall and they run into peeves and peeves is stuffing um chewing gum into a keyhole and Lupin looks at him and says wagon wheel watusi <laughs> I could see that she was getting so excited to say what she was about to say. I was like, here we go. I had no idea where it was going, but I oh my god, what a payoff. What a payoff. Wow. Everybody go watch Burlesque from 2011. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm everyone go look at Adam's Facebook where he says burlesque is so, or on Allie's Facebook where Adam comments that burlesque is so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have the receipts. We have the um, receipts. I'm just kidding. He says, Hwadi Hwasi, and um, the chewing gum flies up into <laughs> Peeves' nostril. He flies away. Yes. They go into the, the teacher's lounge, and Snape is just lurking in there. Sitting like a creep, there. Just like. Hello. Like, what are you? <laughs> why? You're all by yourself in the teacher's lounge. Just literally. Yeah. I see, you just, literally it, in your own office. Just, 
Arya's hands just like tented and he's sitting by himself, just like, I'm alone again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Here I am again, all on my own. Um and and then he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna leave. Um, what do you think Snape's Boggart would be? A soul? <laughs> it would be Lily saying no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would. I was like, probably honestly, like Lily's dead body. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, li- or Lily. I like the Lily saying no, though. <laughs> but like kindly. Like she's like, oh, sorry, no. <laughs> oh, like, no. Yeah. I was imagining her being like, you are disgusting. Wash your fucking hair, you creep. Like that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> Her just reading him for filth as he weeps. And me being like, yes, bitch, yes. <laughs> the library is open. Or me, or me as Lily, me as Lily now, since I have red hair, saying it. Mm-hmm. You're a wreck, bitch. <laughs> You're a wreck, bitch. Um, <clears throat> so Snape makes his exit but not before he insults both neville and hermione in front of the entire class and another professor um and um lupin's like it's fine neville (laughs) neville is going to help me i come on neville let's do this together this is the first time that we actually have a professor like not only having the students repeat the spell but showing them how to do the spell i don't think that this has ever happened before that a professor is teaching properly yeah, McGo- I don't even think McGonagall has done that. I guess the last time is like Flitwick teaching mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Can we jump back to just really quickly? I just had a comment about Peeves. Why do you think? Oh yeah, they, he she specifically makes a comment that Peeves like who's usually like has some kind of respect for the teachers like clearly doesn't show Lupin any. Is it because? They probably had like a similar Fred and George relationship when they were in school with Peeves. Is that what we're supposed to assume? Okay. I didn't know if it was like that That's what or I it was like Me Peeves too. knows yeah. that he's a werewolf. So he's like, you're not a human. So I can be homophobic. <laughs> I mean, he, prob- he probably also knows that too, but. Okay. I think we don't even know how old Peeves is. So I'm like. Was does Peeves remember Lupin more as a student rather? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, no, that wouldn't make sense because then he also would feel that way about Snape. So, yeah, it must but be because they're the Marauders. I get the sense that he's he's like taking the piss out of him, and he's like, "I see you trying to be a teacher, but I remember when you were a student here and you were a little shit and you were breaking all of the rules." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. True, I yeah. see your true colors. There's a boggart in the wardrobe, and a boggart is a a a, a shape shifter that hides in dark places and can shift into whatever frightens you most. And it can be defeated by laughter. So the goal is to when the boggart comes out at you in the thing that you're scared of you make it into something that will make you laugh so the thing that neville is most scared of 
is Severus Snape, which once again, if you have a professor that is a student's greatest fear, that professor needs to be fired. Yeah. Yeah. But Lupin says, this is what you're going to do. When the bogger comes out and turns into Snape, put him in your grandmother's clothing. Because there's nothing funnier than a man dressed as a woman. Well, well, well. This is like, well. This is something that I have seen in British humor for like as long as I can remember. Brits it's like love, they, it's they, the, that's their bread and butter. They love like a hairy, very masculine man in a, in a dress and like, rouge and red lipstick Mm -hmm. they just think it's hilarious Mm -hmm. even like when michael and i have been watching uh rupaul's drag race uk Mm -hmm. that has even influenced the drag in a way that it has not influenced the drag here in Mm -hmm. the usa like they purposefully will like not shave their chests and like not shave their legs like which I don't think I've ever seen a queen on RuPaul here in the USA do something like that or on Canada's Drag Race. So it's like a very UK-based shtick. Mm -hmm. They just think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's very, um, they're clinging to that idea of the Globe Theater and men playing women. And there was a man playing the nurse who's the funny person in Romeo and Juliet. And ha 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 ha. The comedy is dot dot dot. <clears throat> yeah. But also let's peel back the onion and say that this is also Joe commenting as well. So that's what I was gonna say. It doesn't surprise me that Joe with her gender roles bullshit. Uh, my is question. Like, what a great idea. <laughs> my question is why does <laughs> Why does Neville's grandma have a hat that has an entire vulture on top? <laughs> a vulture is such a big bird. That's such a big bird. They are huge. Huge. I feel like it's a very caricature like idea of a witch, you know? That a witch yeah. would have a hat with a bird on it. A hat with a with a huge Yeah, but like not a just, small not a, like a Yeah, not like a crow. Like a full, yeah. Okay. Not even, not even a crow is still a little too much. Like, do like a little bluebird or Wouldn't something. It be girl, funny? what are you doing? So it's it's a stuffed vulture. So you're assuming that it's stuffed, you know, with its wings at its side. But what if it were stuffed like full, full wingspan and it was yeah. on the top of the hat like that? Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. wings out. are out. Yeah, yeah, it's like this. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Mm. Um, so, so then they do a little round robin of doing the bogger. So it goes to, um, Parvati and it becomes a mummy and then it goes to Seamus and it turns to a banshee. Yes, I know. Silly fears. And then it goes to, um, Dean and it's a severed hand and then it goes to Ron and it's a spider and then it's supposed to go to Harry but Lupin jumps in front of him and is like, it's okay, I got it. And it turns into an orb. 
mysterious. Whoa. And then he's like, all right, back to Neville. And Neville just goes like, ha, and it explodes. I don't, it, no, he did say expecto patronum, didn't he? Or not. He says ridiculous. But then it said, but, and before Neville let out a great ha of laughter and the bogger exploded because it's laughter is what's supposed to make it explode. And I'm like, I'm, Mm -hmm. You just fake laugh and the boggart's gone. Ha! Ha! This is, yeah. Ha ha. This is why how even, I, why this even is how I, this is how I destroy Allie every episode. I just fake laugh at her jokes. Ha! <laughs> In this chapter, Allie relates to the boggart. <laughs> yeah, for chapter seven, Allie feels like. I really identify with the Boggart in this chapter. <laughs> Nobody knows my true form. <laughs> that is true. What what happens to it? Does it do all the little wisps? Like, is it it becomes like Will of the Wisps and it like rejoins into its true form? Like the like the ghost in Animal Crossing. Is that like, what happens like to it? Like, yeah. <laughs> or is it just dead? Like, does it rejoin somewhere else? Okay. I like the idea um, of it being reborn anew. What What would your What would your boggart be? The eternal question. If I was If I was like thirteen years old when this was, you know, when this is happening to the kids, mm-hmm. it a hundred percent would have been those things from the movie The Village. Those like monster things in the red cloaks oh the m night Shyamalan movie yes the m night Shyamalan movie the village it would have been those things i remember seeing the movie maybe when we were in seventh grade and like just being terrified of those things and living so close to woods that oh it just it those things scared me so much i was always afraid i would see something like that for some weird reason Allie. I think m- mine would be feelings. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> so <laughs> scary. No, it would be a spider. I mean, I don't, it, I'm, Ron and I are one. It would be a spider. There's, I mean, honest to God, it's, I, oh. Don't like them. A giant spider, like what Ron saw. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mine, um, is going to come to fruition in reality. And it is the day BTS has to go into the military. So I won't be able to deal with them for two years. So that's mine. That's my biggest fear. Um, Can I say this about the bogger and this entire sequence in the book, as opposed to the film, which we will talk about later. No, don't care about your opinion. Moving on. Most of their comedic ways to deal with the Boggart aren't funny. This is how I know nobody in Harry Potter's class are funny people. Like the fact that the fact that Ron's just becomes I feel like it's more horrifying that the legs just disappear Legless. and now it's a rolling ball that's a spider? That's horrifying. Ugh. I don't like any of them. And the <laughs> what was the the um banshee the, just like just stands there like grabbing voice. her throat yeah, yeah it was like yeah well very indicative for the joe to write a, a, a woman character loses her voice very very telling yes 
Let me silence another female character. A man, a man silences a woman. Yes. His biggest fear is a woman having a voice for herself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see you, Seamus, and your toxic yeah. behavior. Toxic. Seamus yeah. is going to create an environment that is so toxic. <laughs> no wonder he was very excited about Sirius Black being nearby. Seamus, mm-hmm. you just made the list, bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The final thing that I want to point out about this chapter is that at the end of the class, Gryffindor has earned 40 points, 40 house points, which again, I, I, I don't understand the house point system because they may, yeah. I, I will bring it up again and again because they made the big deal about Harry and Hermione and Neville losing 50 points each. But like, this is one class of one year in one day and they've essentially earned back those points. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. And are we supposed to believe that he's just a very generous teacher and this is rare or that like this happens every class? But that's the thing though, because remember in, in Chamber of Secrets when Professor Sprout gave like 10 points to Hermione for knowing the answers to the questions, it's, I, it boggles the mind. Yeah. And ensnares the, the senses. Mind and ensnares the senses. Ugh. And that's it. Bottle that's the chapter. fame and brew glory. And even and put a even stopper. Put a stopper. In death. In death. death. Um, <laughs> Except for when it really counted. I don't know why Harry... Because Lily doesn't. Died. First of all, okay, two things. I don't know why Harry is like confused why Lupin stepped in front of him because like anybody with like a brain would think that his greatest fear would be Lord Voldemort. And it would be crazy to be like, let's all take a look at Lord Voldemort right now. Like, obviously. Well, there you go, Adam. You said anybody with a brain and you're talking about Harry Potter. (laughs) But but also I buy it because Lupin was in the, what is it compartment train compartment with the, with harry when that happened so i understand that that's where harry's brain goes that he's like oh he just thinks i'm like not up to snuff basically mm-hmm. and then my other thing was if, if he wasn't there i wouldn't say that but yeah since he was there with harry when that happened what do you think um what do you think uh Hermione's actually was. She, oh, don't she does she has it in yeah. this book. Oh, she has one later in yeah. this book. It happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, we won't answer that. Oh, what do you oh, think it is? It's a. It's in finals, isn't it? It's in the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what it is. Do you though. remember what it is? It's something about Professor McGonagall tells her something. I think that she like failed her owls. Uh, yeah, she failed everything. She failed everything. <laughs> Which that okay, and that's like my one thing with the the Bogart issue. That's my one issue with the Bogart that it's like it is very. It's a very childlike fear in terms of it's all like physical things for the kids because like it is more realistic that it would be something more like what Hermione's is, you know, or like well, that's what. Just- uh, well, that's just Joe not knowing her, the character she wrote and what their actual fears would be. There is absolutely no reason Parvati's fear is a mummy. 
what are we talking about? Has she been watching classic <laughs> Universal monster films? Like, what? <laughs> no, girl. The mummy has not been relevant since Brendan Fraser. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you know, Ron and his family just took just they just took that trip to see the mummies in Egypt and mm. Professor Trelawney told her, beware the redheaded man. So he's filling her head with nightmares. <gasps> mm. Yeah. She thinks he brought back a curse of an Egyptian yes. curse and will give it to her. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sybil. In this house. We... But yeah, it's way more realistic than it is more like a failure or... The the looming cloud of the depression. Or like, yeah, the intangible. One of them. One of them. I mean, there's a couple <sighs> others you didn't mention, but one of them is just a rat, and one is just a snake, <laughs> and a hand, so, and a severed hand. So that person watched the Adams family and didn't get the comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, to be fair, it was Dean, so that does at least kind of make sense that he could have. Oh, seen that's that. true. The Muggle. Because he was Muggle born. Yeah. Muggle. All right. Well, that wraps up this chapter. Next week, we'll be reading chapter eight called Flight of the Fat Lady. <laughs> Dear Lord, yeah. Adam. Um, We don't have a review this week, but, you know, we just read our last review like two days ago on our last episode when we recorded. So it's okay. We understand. Oh, I can't um, share that the... Our- our listener that sent the review in via Instagram made sure to add that she said uh, she forgot to say five stars. Oh, so good, it was good. indeed a five star review. It was a an five important star clarification. Thank you. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect newt score. Five stars only. Or else Snape will poison your beloved pet. Oh, God. Khaleesi. Khaleesi. Khaleesi, run. Hide. Tilly. Friedrich. Me and Tilly. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and My Instagram at turtle. HB Anxious and YouTube <laughs> at The Ampliverse. We are hosted on Anchor, so thank you to them and are a proud member of The Ampliverse. Check them out at theampliverse.com. Thank you, Allie, and thank you, Ari. Thank you, Adam. No one ever says thank you to you. Wow. Thank you. And that's I've never, right. <laughs> I've, I've never I've never in my life had a reason to thank Adam. And as the person <laughs> who puts in countless hours of work into this podcast, you're welcome. And as always, listeners, Knox. <laughs> Discovering Voices, Building Worlds, The Ampliverse.